Getting split Getting split ready. Getting split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. She's not dead. We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation. Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show? Here's your hosts, Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant. Welcome to Getting Split Ready, Chicago's premier divorce podcast. We've got Colleen Honquist, certified divorce coach, founder of the Divorce Coalition, and founder of C. Dick and Jane Get Divorced. I mean, what do you think it would be good to kind of talk a little bit about why you came up with C. Dick and Jane Get Divorced? Yes, thank you, Doug. Um, When I went through my own divorce, I was not organized, and I was busy. I was a working mother of three little kids, and I had a a high-demanding career, and um, I would get all these papers from my financial professional, from my lawyer, And they would go in the corner or on my kitchen table, and I promptly lost everything. So um, one of the things I've thought of now as a divorce coach is uh, my clients like to know where everything is. They want to know what the motions are, what the orders are, what the parenting agreements are. So this kit that I've developed um, basically can put everything in one place. You can label your files. You can have stickers for your parenting weekends and your court dates, everything is right there and it's all in one place. So I think the way I thought of this was I was explaining it to someone the other day is if I ask you to come in and organize my office Mm -hmm. and you don't know what I do, you don't know how to organize it. You don't know what way would serve me best, how to have my files, where to have my phone, what way I want my computers. You don't know any of that because you don't know me. Once you've gone through a divorce, you know what you need to organize. But most people only go through one, hopefully, divorce. And so at the beginning, they don't know what they're going to need to organize. They don't know how they're going to need to have access to those materials. So that hindsight gives you that ability to put it together in a way so that when they get that first, you know, subpoena. Discovery document. They know where to put it, right? (laughs) Discovery agreement. (laughs) Financial affidavit. Uh, Yes, exactly. Um, I had no idea. And now, looking back... um, as I said, as a working professional, somebody that was so busy and had little kids and was dealing with my lawyers, uh, plural, um, you know, I didn't know how to keep everything organized. And it was very, very stressful. It, I would pile the documents and I would walk in the door after a long day and it would just suck the life out of me looking at those documents. So now at least with this kit, people and myself, I can put it all in one place, put it away in a closet and it just saves me a lot of stress, saves people a lot of time. We're going to talk a little bit later about generational differences in divorce. But my, I th- think the main question people would say is, hey, I've got Google Cloud. I've got iCloud. I've got all these places. Paper is passe. Why, why would I need paper? Yeah. And I think it's very important to have electronic documents. And it's great if you can do that all electronically. But... You know, and Cameron, you can probably talk to this. You know, as a lawyer and a financial person, you do hand your client a lot of paper documents. And rather than them just saying, well, I've got this on an electronic file, you do want to file those documents, especially things that you want to have as a reference. For instance, um, as a divorced parent, you want to have your parenting agreement handy. You want to be able to say, um, is this my weekend or is that his weekend? You know, is this my holiday? Is this my holiday? Yeah, or even the MSA. For the first couple of years, you're, you're going to want to reference those things. So it's kind of nice to have those things in paper form. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, my observation of clients is that they do like having, um, you know, and most of them just come in with their own notebook of, you know, of, of pleadings that they've kind of been keeping. They put everything in it. It's not organized, but it's in one place. You know, it's all in one place. But I think it's a, it's partly an emotional thing. It helps them process it when they've actually got physical paper in there, even if they have it in the cloud. Most of them have it in the cloud, but okay. they still want to walk out with a physical copy because I think there's something emotional to that. And, comp- and to compartmentalize it, right? So this section here is the financials. If this is the section that's most overwhelming to me, maybe I do ignore this section for a week or two, but I can focus on the parenting plan. Yeah. And not just look at the giant pile that grows and grows and grows. Or when our attorneys ask us questions, and it's like, oh, where is that? How do I even get that information? Where did I put that? Um, that type of thing. So you've got it at their at their fingertips. If they go to court, yeah, they've got access. They're to working on answering discovery responses. That takes forever. Mm-hmm. It would. I think it's a good idea to have, you know, and a central as location. As it up, they get the exercise. Like and that too. It's yes, like it's all about easy. the biceps. <laughs> they, stay in, they stay in good shape. Right. Yeah, I bet it's heavy once it's full. I. It can be. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you need a couple. You know, but. Again, I keep going back to that parenting agreement. I mean, I know for myself, the first couple of years I would go, wait, is this, you know, what does it say exactly? And especially if I was challenged by my ex-husband, um, it was nice to have that right there. And sometimes I'm in the front seat of my car, but, you know, it, it, yes, I had everything electronically and I still do that for my clients, but it's something about sometimes having it in a paper form and having it in one place that you can put away. Not just pile all over the house. Instead of calling your lawyer, I guess it gives you some <laughs> control over the information. Cause, your cause, ex may say, this is, this is what's in the parenting agreement. Right. Nope, here's a picture of it. Yeah, yeah. Or officer, you know, if somebody calls an officer and says, eh, well, it, it, she's doing this. And then they say, nope. Here's she won't give me my kids. It's my weekend. Brutal. I, I, brutal world. See, I always bring up world. the worst possible right. examples. I know. I. You got to walk around with extra copies of your parenting agreement. <laughs> well, people also don't realize that the schools are going to want a copy car? of that yeah. parenting agreement. That doctors' offices are potentially going to want a copy of that parenting. Well, agreement. for a mortgage, you know, Dental. if I'm helping people out, the amount of documents they need to to resolve a lot of the questions are huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm sure even post divorce. You've got to start keeping some of the the documents, and and would you recommend they have like the the pre-divorce box and then the post-divorce? Of box course or? I do. Okay. <laughs> no, and then the five-year. No, um, I think it's just something that depending on how litigious your divorce is, you know, you're going to want that amount of papers around. But again, even if you store everything electronically, you tend to have at least a few documents because even for myself it's all on my computer but I get something and I think well I'm going to deal with this later so if I get it in the mail or I get it from my lawyer I want that somewhere where I can find yeah, it. And if your computer dies or if you're, then you're, then you're screwed. <laughs> no I, I had that happen earlier in the year and luckily I see but if all your data is gone it's gone and that's right. pretty scary stuff. Yeah. And you have to keep track of expenses a lot of times, too, um, especially if you were working in the case where the cost of the kids' expenses or the cost yeah. of extracurriculars, that has to be kept track of. Even after the divorce, if you're splitting those expenses, sometimes people will shore up quarterly or yearly on the expenses. And having a place to put all of those receipts um, is important. I know there's a, a lot of technology out there. I know our family wizard is one that I think we're probably all big fans of that allows you to keep track of that. But not everyone 
is good on the technology and is good on their phone. We are going to talk about the generations. Um, I have a Google calendar. I invited my husband years ago. I don't know if he's ever actually accepted that invitation. <laughs> I that would rather just ask yeah. me. So it just depends on yeah. what your affinity is to those types of things and your need to know. So, well, yeah. I have a question for you, Cameron. Like, obviously, your ability to provide a great experience for a client is, is based on them being a partner in the process. Mm -hmm. This organization seems like it would solve a lot of that. Is that something that you recommend going in, especially if they're a disaster and they're coming in and like papers, like, like one of my sons, he comes back, there's papers all over the place, you know, I love him, but there's papers all over Where the place. Where does he get that? Is it that same kind of thing, right? <laughs> Is it, it's like that, yeah, he gets that from me, right? <laughs> my trapper keeper when I was growing up had stuff all directions. But do people come in and you're like, no, you really need to, before I talk to you, get your stuff together so that I can give you a good experience. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of people who would benefit from that. Um, you know, it's any, usually the party who isn't handling the finances already and is one overwhelmed by it. They've got, you know, cortisol running through the brain. They can't really make great decisions and much less organize anything. Um, so yeah, I, I think that would, that would be, uh, that would add a lot to the process. You know, that point exactly, um, cortisol running through your brain and people that are under a lot of stress, especially my clients, <laughs> The high conflict people, you know, their frontal cortex tends to shut down and the rational decision making, you know, people think, well, just file it electronically. They can't even do that. So it tends to come down to having the paper documents. So again, that's, those are the people that I thought of was those people that can't file everything electronically and keep everything in order. They're just kind of getting it and the day to day keeping it organized is a battle. And to convert that pile of paper into something more electronically usable, there are software programs out yeah. there, which I won't mention, but that, that can image all that. Yeah. Right, well, I think um, both both sound like the right way to go because- Yeah, take it later. Know, like one thing fails when you have your the other. When the you have pile your brain of paper in my office that needs to be scanned <laughs> and filed electronically <laughs> is immense. And I think that that is true of a lot of us. If it comes in paper form, it's just as much work to get it to electronic form as it is if something came in electronic form and then to print it out and file it, right? So when it comes in its innate form, mm -hmm. changing that form is hard. It takes time. And if you're raising kids, still working, trying to manage your divorce, maybe managing your first holiday season yeah. as a single parent, adding that to the mix is hard. Um, yeah, you're in survival mode and um, just you know mitigating the whatever fire you're trying to put out, like I said, is... So simply throwing it in this box and filing it for now might be converting it later, but just getting it away and putting it away at night is very important. Yeah, so that was going to be my, my next yeah. question is the for now piece, right? And you might have some really good insight is, you know, is it recommended that once the once the divorce occurs, I think our video stopped, um, once the divorce occurs, is there good guidance on... Um, good guidance on what to get rid of, right? So some stuff doesn't have the same relevance when it's past the divorce, but you still might want it electronically. Is there, good, is there somewhere to get good instructions um, on what to keep and what to get rid of? Because a lot of it's probably personal information, right? You want to shred it if it's, yeah. if it's not good. Oh, you mean internally? How do we handle that? Or yeah, or kind of like like where some for... good some good information people can get on what to keep. Like you know, there's the different right. phases. Yeah, 
what you'd want post-divorce for quick reference would be really different than what you would want quick reference during the divorce. You still might want to access it, but not need it like right away. I mean, they're definitely going to want to have a copy of their judgment and their parent and their allocation judgment, their parenting plan. Um, beyond that, I, I wouldn't, I mean, they may, I would hold on to the, the, uh, <clears throat> the discovery responses, um, deposition transcripts, court transcripts, um, you know, anything that could become part of the appellate record, I would hold on to for some period of time, probably indefinitely if it were, if it were me. Um, and then I'd get rid of all the duplicates, all of the, all of the stuff that Haley has just clean the file. Shred it, get yeah. rid of it all. Yeah. And here's where I differ. <laughs> no, this is again. Get rid of it all. And yeah, shred it all. No, um, I actually I, I agree with getting rid of duplicates. But again, my clients usually are so traumatized that, you know, they have these piles and they don't go through and get rid of duplicates. But I end up, I tell everybody to save pretty much everything because a lot of my clients will be going back. But I do agree if there's duplicates to definitely, you know, lessen the load. But especially if it's something you can't re reobtain, yeah. right? If it's a credit card statement that you got while you were in the home and to get it again would be to call Cameron and, you know, go through to, like mm -hmm. if you can't get it easily again, keep it for a while. And for most people now, all that and most discovery that of that volume is all electronic. Correct. And it's and most people are storing that stuff in the cloud. If your ex will hand it over. <laughs> True. And I would with the caveat with that would be I'd say in the gray hair um, category, mm -hmm. there, there's there's less, much less of that, which becomes a problem when everybody's electronic. Um, now we're back to paper. And to kind of touch on one thing that you said um, to kind of summarize too, I think the ability to take the box mm -hmm. and put it away yeah. at the end of the night yeah. or, you know, the week before Christmas, I'm going to take this box and I'm going to put it away until, you know, after Christmas is it's a visual, but it's an emotional way to, I'm going to take this giant ball of mess, put it somewhere else and it's not going to be, you know, sucking the life out of me or in the back of my mind, like, Oh my gosh, I have to organize myself. I can put it away for, I think that's really important to have it contained, even if it's visually and symbolically. Yeah, it, you know, it's like I, I'd say I'd walk into my house at night and I'd look at that pile of papers and it would just suck the feng shui out of my house, you know. So, yes, I think as long as you can put it out of sight, it's somewhat out of mind. I don't know, completely. What I would love to, are there any big mistakes that you've seen anecdotally that people have made from an organizational perspective and kind of what was the outcome? Like, was it, did it have an adverse outcome on what was going on? Well, I, I would certainly say that people um, pro se um, who are disorganized are going to have a really hard time if they're. And for our listeners, pro se means uh, DYI. Ah, okay. And what we we read seventy plus percent people are doing that now. Depends on your on your geographic location, um, but I've heard statistics anywhere from fifty to I was talking to a collaborative attorney from Canada, and he said eighty percent of their constituents uh, file without attorneys. So uh, it's a large demographic. And just because they're filing without attorneys or financial help or coaching help or mortgage help doesn't mean that they don't need it. They're just not getting it. Doesn't mean they're split ready. Correct. There you go. But <laughs> so the outcome can be a disaster. Absolutely. I mean, the, the same rules that apply to attorneys or parties, represented parties during litigation apply to people who are doing a DYI. 
um, they don't get a break. So, and the rules are technical, they're cumbersome, and they're very time consuming to comply with. And I think a lot of people um, don't understand that or just haven't had the, uh, it really hasn't been explained to them or, or they just don't want to accept the amount of work that's involved and, and the cost. Uh, and I think they get very frustrated. So something like see Jick and Jane get divorced actually and, and when people are doing it pro se or maybe it's an amicable divorce, it could really help a couple too. It doesn't just have to be the individual. Yeah, I think so. I mean, a lot of times one individual is looking for something and the other one can say, well, I got that. Or, I mean, it, it something with school, with the kids, whatever. But um, back to the point of, you know, if, if somebody's pro se and they're trying to get their case in order um, and they're trying to present it to a judge who has very little time and patience to listen to somebody who's pro se, if they don't have everything organized and they're items in chronological order and their story straight or their motions very clear it can and Cameron you tell me but it can really make the judge say well you know their credibility goes down very quickly in front of a judge and the outcome of their case can suffer absolutely I mean judges not only lose credibility but they sometimes get impatient with a party who's been told a number of times the same thing and they just they're not necessarily acting in bad faith. They just don't understand. They don't know how to comply. Yeah. And that's certainly not a desired outcome for the system. Yeah. And especially if somebody is in a high conflict divorce, again, I'm talking about this, but if they're traumatized and they're, they're used to just kind of talking about their story and they're, you know, kind of a run on sentences, if they're not succinct, if they're not organized, and it's not in order, a judge will have very little patience. So you do you both recommend that something like C. Dick and Jane get divorced, the organization kit, is that something you bring to court? Um, I think it's, I don't know. I'll let you answer that. I, I don't think so much bringing it to court, but there is um, an accordion file, and they can carry papers with them if they need them, but... Um, Cameron can probably explain more about the court process and what a client needs. Yeah. But if you were pro se, sorry to interrupt, but mm, if you, yeah. depending on, I mean, if you've got Cameron, then no, probably not. But yeah. if you're trying to be an organized version if, of the pro se person. Yeah. If you're pro se, I think it's actually just it's your court file. Yeah. I, you can carry the documents you need for that particular hearing or appearance, whatever you're appearing for, be, you know, because sometimes the judge will say, um, give me a copy of that, you know, and you want to be able to hand three copies of here's to the other lawyer, here's to the judge, and here's one for me. It I, is, yeah, It isn't materially different than what the lawyer might be. Right. Court, so exactly. It's, it, it is. It's always good to be prepared and. Keep it in the trunk, right? Keep it in the trunk. Like the body in the trunk. Spare with the spare. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Our next segment is brought to you by Heartland Family Mediators. If you are looking to explore mediation, Heartland Family Mediators uh, is a great option. You can go to their website at uh, heartland-mediators.com. They do online mediation. They do uh, financial mediation. They do pro se mediation. And they also consult with your attorneys. So check out the website at heartland-mediators.com. And if you are thinking about divorce, please visit splitready.com and take our free assessment. You can come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and your sanity intact. Be informed, ask questions, and be split ready.